I want to talk about uh, pen testing hardware. Um, just a quick introduction, uh, that used to be me. Uh, I'm a pen tester and I love open hardware. Oh, there are typo in there. Um, and I will talk about uh, doing pen tests using open hardware. Uh, this is a talk with a previous bunch of stuff I did, so you can find some previous presentation I did on this kind of subjects. Uh, I will introduce with my favorite toys uh, a few words about hardware of sec for those who are interested in it. And I will present different cases. The aim is not to say, okay, for these cases you have this tool. No. The aim is to show you what can be done, and with your imagination, you can do what you want. So I think most of you know that it's uh, a Raspberry Pi. You have got the three on the bottom with Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, and the, this small one is the Raspberry Pi Zero. It's very interesting because this one can be a keyboard on Ethernet uh, device and some stuff. Uh, the TNC, how many of you can know the TNC? Who knows the rubber duck key? Okay, the, this is better than the rubber duck key because it can be a keyboard, it can be a mouse, it can be a uh, master age, uh, you can interact with the computers. Uh, it can also be done for uh, uh, pen testing hardware, like for doing man in the middle with the bus scan, uh, UART, and so on. Uh, the thing with it, it's open hardware. Uh, the soft is nearly completely free. Just the bootloader is, uh, is not open source because they want to protect, again, a uh, copy from China. So if you don't want to use that, you can use uh, this kind of tool, which has a Arduino Mini and uh, Leonardo. I also used uh, this, uh, this stuff. It's the pocket chip. Chip, it's a project like Raspberry Pi. Uh, and it's uh, this uh, pocket chip. It's just the chip with a screen and a keyboard. And it's like a Game Boy. Uh, if you want to do hardware offset, I just uh, give you what can be done with hardware offset. Extract firmware for reversing it. Uh, finding secrets or keys and uh, interact with the device like with UART, SPI, and we had some presentation about that before. But you can use some open hardware too with BusPirat, in C, GoodFret, and so on. Uh, software pen test, it's just classical pen test. It was just for don't having people waiting for presentation about uh, pen testing hardware. Um, the methodology, there is a lot of ideas and tools on the internet. But most of the time, they are specific to one hardware, one specific hardware. And if you try to re rebuild it now, you won't, you won't have the same uh, Bluetooth chip and so on. So you have to redo everything. So it's just adapting the wheel and not in a reinventing it each time. The first case, the first case is it's the pawn plug. The idea behind the pawn plug is you do an intrusion in the buildings and you want to have a remote access. So you plug something in it, and you can access it through Wi-Fi or 3G, 4G. This is just a Raspberry Pi with a power of an Ethernet adapter. And you plug it on the network, and you can get a remote access. So you, don't, you just have to enter once in the building, and you can do everything you want. You just have to hide it. Uh, you can hide it in a power strip, uh, or you can just put a sticker in it, do not unplug. Uh, Real IT do that, so you can do that too. You can hide it under the desk and so on. Uh, there is a lot of documentation about that. And another idea, it's uh, allows some kind of network testers. For some uh, some customers of mine, we have to I have to um, test multiple and multiple buildings, uh, and I won't do a real red team test each time. 
So I took that. I have a, a list of IP to test in order to know, you, to know if I'm the good network. Because if you uh, intrude the network of um, the restaurants, it's not working. And it's just a Raspberry Pi with some button. It tell me the IP, and it just do some pings and so on to, in order to know that, OK, I, I was in the good building, and I it was in the good networks. Um, you can use Uthum's kind of stuff for Wi-Fi. Um, I just adapt some tool for the pocket chip. The idea is uh, a laptop. It can be heavy, and working in a building, it can be a mess with, with that. So I just adapt the pocket chip and I sit somewhere, I play to a video game and I'm just doing my Wi-Fi test. You may need some, uh, some uh, antennas and as you have open hardware, you can do your own antenna like with a recovery box or a Pringle box. Uh, the idea, I, I just take tools and for example, I used Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, with it. I don't know the, the English name. And uh, I just changed some stuff in it in order to get well with a very small screen. Uh, I call that Pocket Wi-Fi. It's just uh, a, a small script. You've got the link for doing your own antenna. An idea you can have, it's, uh, I don't know if you know how WPS work. When you, want to, you know, when you don't want to type your preset key on Wi-Fi, you just push a button and it sends you the key. You can do a Raspberry Pi, which is waiting just waiting for someone to press a button, and it can be easily available. Uh, but you can make your own stuff. It's it's open hardware. I I I found this guy on Twitter who did a very beautiful box for the Raspberry Pi, so you can use that for for Wi-Fi. So now it's my favorite part. Uh, it's about being a keyboard. I I very like being a keyboard. Uh, but you have a multiple issue with that. The first one is the layout. When you press a key on your keyboard, it's just sending the position of the key and not the key itself. So if you, go, if you have another T keyboard, another T Mac keyboard, a Bepo, it's the French for Dvorak, a QWERTY keyboard, you have to readapt uh, your payload. Um, hopefully, on the TNC, you can choose your, your layout, but each time you prepare a specific payload, you have to change it. Uh, there is no solution for Arduino. Uh, on Raspberry, it's already painful to do, to do QWERTY. So if some guys want to work in it, there is a lot of stuff to do in that. So you have your, your keyboard, you have your layout, and now you have to hide it somewhere in order to trick people. Um, this is a broken MP3 player. Uh, I just removed the battery, and I put a TNC in it. And if I ask you to charge my MP3 player, say no. Uh, it can be hid in a keyboard, uh, and the, the beautiful one, it's the mouse. Uh, it's very ugly, uh, but it's working. And for doing that, it's pretty easy. You just buy small stuff on Chinese internet. You destroy them in order to see if you can use them. For example, this one, it's the one I used for the MP3 player. You, we can see it here. It's just for cable. And you try and try and try again, and it will fit at one time. And if you want to have another ID, you can just imagine. You took an uh, external hard drive box, you put uh, a USB stick, a Raspberry, a Raspberry Pi, and you can do uh, a fake hard drive with a keyboard, uh, 3G, and so on. You can hide them somewhere else. You, you just choose your targets. 
Uh, I found this project at uh, Nuduac. It's uh, a Gambrino. It's based on Arduino. And you I, I didn't do it now for now because it was only on Saturday. But you can uh, change the firmware in order to be a keyboard. So it's like the MP3 player. If I ask you to recharge mine, say no. Okay, so you can hide it. You can be a keyboard. You can hide it. So when to send the, the payloads? Uh, the first idea was about caps lock. If you plug two keyboards on the same computers and you caps lock one of the keyboard, the other will also be caps lock. So you caps lock. So if, for example, you plug your stuff on a lock keyboard, you caps lock and you detect caps unlocked. So that means that the user is back on these computers and you just wait a few minutes, a few seconds, and you send the payloads. Another way to do that is add remote, adding remote control. For example, it's just a GNC here, uh, a Bluetooth component. This is a, a, an external battery uh, to charge your phone. You can hide everything in it, and you just use it uh, through uh, Bluetooth with an app. Uh, there is also a project on the internet. You have a WHID for using Wi-Fi. Uh, P4 and P1, it's uh, the same ID with the Raspberry Pi. You, you have a lot, a lot of projects in it. For the TNC scripts, you have a, a full GitHub repo for that. Um, offensive security, the guy behind Kali did some good stuff with the TNC. Uh, they are using the fact that the TNC can also be uh, a USB stick, and they are just trying to do, um, they send the scripts, and you, if you have, for example, did the targets have an access to internet, you send a PowerShell script. If the access is okay, you put one in a file. If not, you put zero. You read the file because you are a USB stick, but everything is on the TNC, and you can know if you have internet or not. So you have interaction. For the RoboDocky user, there is scripts to convert to Arduino, uh, and the framework I taught for Raspberry Pi is described here. That's the first thing you can do by being a keyboard, sending payloads. You can also do brute force. Uh, I presented that at the RMLL a few years ago. It's, uh, the new version is like this. I did it with uh, Julien, thanks to him. And it's just, the idea is just to brute force uh, some stuff you can do uh, online. For example, a BIOS or a BIOS, you, you have to pay some guy to type on the keyboard, or you can use that. Um, other example, uh, it used to be working on Android, but now with new version, you can only test 11 passwords, and then you have to wait uh, a lot of time. Um, uh, I'm improving it with uh, Raspberry Pi Zero. Uh, it, it will be less expensive, uh, but there is some uh, issue like I cannot put a webcam in it, so I have to find other ID. Um, Another case is being an Ethernet device. Um, there is a Poison Tap. Uh, the Poison Tap is just a Raspberry Pi Zero, which is seen for a Windows computer or the USB Ethernet um, plug. And so you emulate, emulate, emulate Ethernet uh, device over USB, and you can hijack the traffic and get some data, some uh, uh, SMB hashes, and so on. So but very powerful. Uh, there is, they are, Microsoft did some uh, fix for that, but it's still working sometimes. Um, another ID, the other ID, the last one, it's being a storage. Um, I do some pen tests on laptop or desktop, and you know, in a 
company with maturity, they will not let you use your USB stick. Maybe with uh, encryption, but not as it. But they, most of the time they forgot that uh, when you plug a, a floppy drive or a disk drive, uh, even if it's on USB, it's a floppy drive for Windows. So if it's not blocked by Windows or by your DLP solution, you, you, can, you can bypass that. So I still have some, a few uh, floppy drive, uh, zip drive, you have more, more space in it. And the idea is some guys did um, uh, use a tin situ for doing a floppy drive so you can bypass it without having all this stuff with you. Uh, because when you do pen tests, you don't want to have so much thing with you. Uh, the only problem, as you can see, it's on web archive. Uh, I heard that someone is trying to do some stuff like that on the TNC3, so I'm waiting and I will try to, to put everything together. Uh, another case, it's at the, the TNC can be a, a mass storage. You just do mass storage, you add Wi-Fi, and you use that just for uh, being a USB stick, and each time it's plugged, uh, the data on the USB stick are sent to uh, a cloud. Um, it's not so expensive, uh, all the project is here. Uh, there is uh, some issue, but I think I removed that because it will mess sometimes, but there is some issue in it. That's the fact it's uh, if you use more than 73% uh, of the of storage, um, the program won't run because you don't have enough memory for the, the variables. So uh, it will be very nice to migrate it on TNC3. So with the previous projects, I, I'm waiting for that. And you can also use a, a GSM plug or so on if you don't want to use Wi-Fi. Uh, another idea I had, it's, uh, I don't know if some of you know uh, desktop.inify on Windows. It's a file that is read by Windows each time you open a folder. And if you put a SMB reference in it, uh, it will send a SMB request on the network with the hash. So some guys did use that to put it in a USB stick. You plug the stick and you wait for auto run and it was okay. So nice, but now normally there is no more auto run anymore. But as I told you, this is, this is the same USB key than the, on the previous slide, but it's a mass storage and it's a keyboard. So what I did, what I did is just, put the desktop ini file on it, and I just emulating uh, a, a keyboard, and when the user plug it, he feels like there is auto running it. So you can use that in order to, to do what is blocked now, because auto run is blocked. And it's just, it's just a USB stick. So it was some cases, uh, the idea is if, if, if you are in the attacker side, you just think out of the box, you put everything together. There is, you can use Wi-Fi, you can be a USB stick, an internet device, a, a mouse, a keyboard. And just don't blindly follow online tutorials because there is mistake in it, uh, hardware change. Uh, sometimes uh, you get some Chinese copy of what you think I've bought and it's not working. And if on the defender side, uh, unknown hardware is a threat each time. And Screwdriver is your best friend. Uh, is anyone ask question? So questions or maybe uh, suggestions for new uh, hardware? <laughs>
Okay, so, well, let's uh, thank Antoine again.